Hello and welcome to Weep Spawn, where we talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hey, Bobby, this is one of the games that we've played for a very long time, so I think this is going to be a pretty good topic. Today's topic will be Minecraft. And unlike always, there's really no spoilers ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Minecraft, it's like you said, no spoilers. It's not really a game that has much of an objective in terms of story. Minecraft was created by Marcus Notch Pearson, and he developed Mo or and it was developed by Mojang, his company that he used to develop Minecraft in its later versions. The official release was on May seventeenth of two thousand nine, so that makes this game. 11 years old the first known version of the game was in development from may 10th to may 13th which means the basic foundations of this game was laid out in three days which is kind of impressive but you also have to remember that the game is blocks so it, it wasn't much of a foundation needed to be laid but it's a game that would be very influential and very widespread in just a few years. The first edition of the game was free to play by anyone just from the Minecraft homepage. You just have to log on and you play it right on your browser. After years of updates and success, Minecraft was eventually purchased by Microsoft in 2014 for $2.5 billion. I think that is a huge win for Minecraft. That is a lot of money, but it is yeah. definitely deserving of that. Mm -hmm. Minecraft is a block-building sandbox game with nearly endless randomly generated map. There are currently over 150 different types of blocks, 75 biomes, and 31 different mobs in the game. There are endless possibilities, even though it's a pretty simple game. But because of its simplicity, it's a lot up to the player itself to figure out how you enjoyed the game. It can be played by all age groups. And for a game that wasn't focused on graphics or story, really, it was still able to keep over 90 million people playing each month, which is still ahead of Fortnite. And there was a time where when Fortnite... Even during its peak, I think the closest they ever got to currently active players, Minecraft had around like 30-ish million people actively playing every single day, and the closest Fortnite got to it was like 29.6 or something like that, and I remember, I don't know if you remember, but it was like a huge deal of... Fortnite versus Minecraft for <laughs> the top game for a while. Which is really impressive, mainly because even at the release of Fortnite, Minecraft was still pretty old. I don't exactly remember the day or the, the, the year Fortnite was released, but Minecraft still had a lot of time under its belt and it was still being played by a lot of people. And even to this day, it just keeps growing. I think we should travel back in time a little bit to the conception of Minecraft and talk about the updates and, and improvements to the game that made it the game that is enjoyed by millions every day 
and a little bit of why we think it's so popular. The first release of the game was called Pre-Classic, which is also known as the Cave Game. This was that one week's time span from development to the official release. And the game was so simple. It only had five different types of blocks, no mobs, so no enemy opponents or creatures in general. And the map was extremely limited. The Minecraft we know today is virtually limitless and randomly generated. And at this time, you only could load two chunks at a time. So you could not see very far into your field of vision. And there was a, a definite ending to the map that you couldn't pass. And there wasn't a lot to this game at this point. It was just a game that you built. But to be fair, it was a week into its development. There wasn't a whole lot to play. The next version, very uniquely named Classic, <laughs> was from May 16th, 2009 to November 10th, 2009. It lasted about six months and there was really no crafting or inventory. It was mostly creative mode without flying, and it had about 20 blocks to choose from. This is when I believe people started to actually notice Minecraft. This was more, it was still, if I'm not mistaken, just more of a browser game, and mm -hmm. you could just build structures with this limited set of blocks, but I do remember like hearing people talk about, uh, I almost said StarCraft, Minecraft. Because this was when I was hugely into StarCraft, and I always thought it was funny that people were talking about Minecraft, because I was like, hey, they both have craft in it. So I was like, I wonder what kind of game this is. Completely different. Yes, completely <laughs> different. The update also included a survival test mode, which was a mode that awarded the player points for killing the mobs in the game instead of like EXP points that we kind of know today for using the EXP uh, for enchantments and everything. Shortly after the classic update, there was the in-dev update, which was short for in-development. This was a two-month time span between December 23rd and February 23rd. This was dedicated to letting players test out the features that Notch was working on. This came because a bunch of players were requesting for Notch to post more frequent updates so that they could test out all these updates and give feedback of what they actually wanted and if it was good or not. And then they could also test for bugs in random areas that may have been hard for Notch because I believe at this point in time he was still the sole creator of the game. So it wouldn't have been easy for him to find all these bugs on his own. In this time frame, a lot of fundamental things in the game are still included today. Like fire, torches, inventory, dynamic lighting, food, tools, and crafting. All of these things have stuck through the game and is kind of a pivotal role in current Minecraft. And I don't think they will be going away. The next update, amply made inf dev short for infinite development god you gotta love these names <laughs> <laughs> so so original to be granted i guess the shorter it is the easier it is to like organize it and know what kind of development you're at right anyways going back to that inf dev 
portion of the game, which was about a four-month development spanning February 27th, 2010 to June 30th, 2010. This period primarily focused on implementing the virtually infinite size map that we know today, the randomly generated that if you keep walking one way, it just keeps going and going and going. I'm sure if you played the game, you've all tried to do it at least once. But now, they're finally implementing that this early. Notch rewrote the code by the end of this stage that would allow the world generation to be very similar, like I said, it is today. And it was theoretically eight times larger than Earth. Now, if you guys know anything today, Minecraft, there's been so many new maps and everything that's like recreated, like the, the Notre Dame Cathedral or giant stadiums. There's even, I believe it's still going on for like a couple of years now. Someone's recreating like the entirety of Earth. They have like over 200 volunteers from all over the world trying to rebuild like their home location to help. And I think that's honestly amazing how such a game can bring together so many people and you can craft and build a world inside here that's only limited to imagination. Mm -hmm. And it's so large that you're literally limitless because you couldn't even utilize the amount of space in a lifetime because there's just so much land to cover. There, there are some people trying to test that. But also, <laughs> with this, they added more of the complex cave system, so you actually had something to do while digging. You got a few more craftables, and then the dynamic water. And then after the InfDev update, we had Alpha. This is... One of the times when Minecraft was really starting to gain traction, this was when it was officially released for money. I believe it was $7 at the time. It was a small amount, but once he started charging, it was because he had this fan base and he was growing in popularity. Notch started working on Minecraft full-time at this point, and he made frequent updates and additions, and he kept some additions secret while allowing the players to discover them on their own. And I thought that was neat. Like, he would add certain things, and as people were playing, they would be able to find these new things and share it with the community. And that kind of brought this whole togetherness of the community, because online, the Minecraft subreddits and Facebook pages are always about interconnectivity. In this alpha update, we had some very important things like the nether, which is a hell-like landscape only accessible through the creation of a portal. And we actually just recently had the huge nether update a few weeks ago that totally revamped the nether and made it so much more, like gave it so much more to it and made it more playable. Just think it only took them 10 years <laughs> to add to the nether. Yeah, 10, yeah. And it was actually very empty in the beginning stages. They only had about, like, three different types of blocks, maybe four. And one, two types of mobs. I'm almost positive when the nether first... Maybe this was during the beta. When the nether first came, there was literally only netherrack and... Soul zombie sand. Pit. I don't... Was soul sand really implemented at first? I thought that they had a smaller update when the soul sand came when the nether fortresses came. I think soul sand was before... 
before that, I'm not 100% sure, I'd need to double check that. But I do, I believe they had like, they. I know they had glowstone. But it was very, very simple. Like there wasn't a lot to do there. It was just a bunch of lava and You're right, stone. it was, Soul Sand was in, implemented ah. during that time. And, yeah, it was just so simple. But it was still really cool because it gave you such a different feel than the regular Minecraft world. And along with this, we got more biomes. It wasn't just forests and fields. You started getting more complex things. They added redstone, which is kind of like electrical currents in a zero or a one value. It wasn't very complex, but redstone opened up a lot of doors for adventure maps and just creative aspects of the game. They added cows and chickens and a few more mobs and Minecraft was gaining popularity and it, the world, you could really tell the world was filling out, the Minecraft world. You could do a lot more, you had more blocks to choose from, and it was it was getting exciting. And then we finally have the infamous beta phase. Now this was between December 20th, 2010 to November 11th, 2011. Now this is the stage where it costs $13 to actually buy and play the game and when I want to say probably 90% of people got into it whether they stopped playing or not this is when everyone started going hey do you play Minecraft do you have playing Minecraft this is like almost the official game before it actually became official during this time the game was officially released for $13 as I said and the game wasn't as filled as it is today but there was still plenty of different variety of blocks. So if you know, if you've been playing since the beginning, we had a lot of the just the basic blocks, the wood, the cobblestone, grass. But we still had plenty that you could still make a base. And this is when you first delve into what Minecraft really was. This is when they started implementing a lot more mobs. Not compared to the 30-ish we have today, we only had about 10 which were the cows, pigs, chickens, sheep, wolves, squids, skeletons, spiders, and zombies. And of course, who can forget the creeper? But this is when the major portion of people, the populace, started getting into Minecraft. Because even though it wasn't filled out as it is today, there was still so much to do. And everyone was able to build their own little world, even with what we had now because everyone remembers their first dirt hut their first <laughs> dirt castle whatever you want to make i think everyone always built their first dirt house and <laughs> nothing can ever take that away from you shit sometimes i still make that dirt house just for nostalgia like you said this was this was really when we got into the game and we got in pretty early to the beta and at this time, you know it was starting to get, to get successful because that's when people were ripping copies of it to distribute for free. And when you start getting people cloning your game, you know you've kind of made a good game. From there, after the beta... Before you get into the official game, I feel like it would have stayed in beta a lot longer... I, 
I could be remembering this wrong because it's been so long. But I think one of the reasons they finally made it an official game, and you'll talk obviously more about like why it became official with the like Ender Dragon and stuff, was if I'm not mistaken during that time, the Video Game Awards, I think it was the Video Game Awards, was coming around the corner and they basically had to have a finished game in order to count to be nominated. And so I feel like it wasn't rushed by any means, but I feel like they just made it a game that you can beat and like you could technically beat, quote unquote, just so they could get their awards. Yeah, it's like you said, maybe it was giving them that little push to finalize the game and make it real. So from there, they finally finalized it with the official game, which was released in November 18th, 2011. Now, the moment you all have been waiting for, the game is officially released on November 18th, 2011. The game has been out for nine years now. As an official game, it's been out for nine years. And they've made so many huge overhauls to the game that expanded it beyond anything that I could have imagined when I started playing it. Like you mentioned, they came out with an actual way to beat the game. They included the end, which you fight the ender dragon. And once you defeat him, it opens up a portal. You jump through it and it gives you the end cut, like the end credits. And you have a little backstory to the game. And this kind of just wrapped it up. As you have Minecraft, you have the story, it gave you an objective to the game. And with the, that, after that, so many new updates were coming. They were adding so much to the game that made it so impactful and increased its popularity immensely. And I think we can talk about a few of the major updates that we liked the most, and maybe the ones, maybe why we think it had such a huge impact on the popularity. Now for me, my favorite update is the 1.7 the update that changed the world is what it's called this is my favorite because they added new types of wood with color variations this is such a simple change or some simple addition that i found so enjoyable because you just didn't have the plain wood textured blocks the light lighter wood you then had white wood a, a brown wood and a red wood and then eventually they'll add a little bit more with a dark oak and it just added so much more diversity to the things you could create because obviously you can beat the game at this point but there's still a huge feeling of accomplishment when you were able to create the exact structure that you thought about creating and you can add these little subtle accents of color and, I, and with this update, they gave you new trees to match the colored wood. They gave you more biomes so you could find each individual tree. And they gave you forests and savannas. And there was just so many different types of flowers that gave the world color. And that you could add to your bases. And it just really opened up the options. And the biome exploration was always great because... You always spawn in a random location, so then you have to try to figure out where this other biome is, and you can figure out how you want your bases to be designed. And also in this update, because I'm all about color for this, <laughs> that's the really thing that got me for this update. They added stained glass, which 
I messed with a lot when it came out because it just you can make so many cool structures and that's really the thing that got me I don't know if it had this much impact on other people but I know some people play the game strictly for creative and creating new things and maps from TV series and shows and movies so I think this was a very impactful update on the game not to be confused with the colorful update because that added a lot more different color blocks but that's a different mm-hmm. update oh yeah oh that was a good update too <laughs> i was honestly i was thinking that was going to be your favorite just because you are more of the like interior decorator well <laughs> you're more of a base builder i guess i would yeah. say when it comes to minecraft types of minecraft player you're definitely the base builder type i just i just like going all out for the base because i'm be if i'm gonna be playing this game for a few hours i want to come back to a base that looks amazing yeah i can see how the update that changed the world was your favorite then because it did add a lot of different blocks before we had the colorful update but making base wise just with Mm -hmm. those different types of trees and wood I think that helped immensely. And one thing I did like about this was before this, we had the birch trees and the regular oak trees. But even when you broke them down, you still just got wooden planks. You didn't Mm -hmm. get different ones. But now you did get different. And if I'm not mistaken, was it this update? Or it might have been the colorful update that they added the different colored doors. Was it this update as well? That was actual actually in the bountiful update oh. where they added the doors yeah wow i missed that because that is my favorite update <laughs> so going i also really enjoyed 1.7 don't get me wrong but i also didn't want to choose the same update so mine is the 1.8 the very next <laughs> update the bountiful update but also the reason why i liked it is because they added underwater monuments with the guardians the elder guardians Mm -hmm. a couple new mobs that you can do and now sheep and rabbit give off food as in mutton and what's the rabbit is it just just raw rabbit raw rabbit Mm -hmm. so now instead of just wool and hide you can actually get food which actually makes sense now because they (laughs) are an animal and you can't eat them so (laughs) I was kind of happy that they added something a little new. And like I said, they also added the new colored doors. So even before that, with when you still made a door, even with the different colors, it would still just be a regular oak door. But with this, not only did they change the color of the door, they also changed the design of the door. So like mm-hmm. the white one looked almost like you picturesque white picket fence house door. The orange one looked like bars. The oak was like its standard oak, and I think dark oak was basically the same, but just with the darker color. But also with this, they added banners, which now you can create a lot of different banners. But it also is that little little touch, little spice to mm-hmm. add to little your flare. yes, to add to your home or fortress because you can now create like your own coat of arms. So if you're like me and you like to build different bases like in different biomes, so now you can have like your own major city or even if you create, say you created your fortress and then you want to build like another settlement, now you can have banners 
that even though it's your world, you can have little banners that was like, oh, this is under this control. So it was something a little, I think, a little, like I said, a little spice to the game <laughs> that I think went is underrated that kind of went under the radar. And then my last thing also with this update is I always loved the mossy cobblestone, but you could only find them in dungeons and you would have to mine them out and there would only be a limited number you could use. Now they finally made it a craftable block. You just needed cobblestone and vines, I want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Cobblestone and vines. And now you can have your little mossy cobblestone if you wanted to make it look like a rundown portion or like an if you want to make ruins or something. Because I always kind of liked that little aspect of it. So for me... That's why the Bountiful update was one of my favorites because they just added those little, those little spices that mm-hmm. some people may have not noticed, but it just made it so much better. Yeah, and one thing I also liked about this update, one thing I liked about this update was the daylight sensors, which was a simple device that would output a redstone symbol, whether it was night or day, depending on how you had it set. And anybody who knows me knows that I was really big into redstone. So these little redstone contraptions were always really cool. So that's why I kind of like this update too. With all the things you said were awesome because I love mossy cobblestone and the little texture it gave to your buildings. But I think the daylight sensor is one of the smaller things that could easily be overlooked. But I just like the little, little thing added to it. That's why I said you're definitely the base builder type because you also <laughs> did like to fit around with like redstone contraptions and making like secret bases and everything because mm-hmm. we had a big redstone update. I think it was like 1.3. They added a lot more redstone that basically we have today. I I don't fiddle around with the redstone as much anymore, but it was a huge overhaul. It made so many things available now, like mm-hmm. people creating minecraft in minecraft a computer that can play <laughs> minecraft while you're in minecraft yeah that redstone update it was actually um 1.5 and it added so much to redstone that people are yeah like you said we're making computers calculators people are making unbelievable things that i didn't think could even happen in minecraft but it was really cool and from there what we were talking about was mainly just for pc at the time it eventually expanded to Xbox, PlayStation, and mobile. And those were always really behind on the updates, so everything was coming out to the PC first. But just from the expansion they had, this really opened up the doors for how many people would be able to play and the accessibility, because it could be played all over the world at this point. And this is a large reason why Minecraft has such a huge active player count to this day. As well as the creative creative freedom of this game, it allows players to do whatever they would want. And this allows for replayability because you can play it for one reason one day and the next day you can completely change it and it doesn't affect the game at all because it's so versatile. This game can be played as a story game or it can be played as just objectives to overcome. You don't have to play the story. You could just go for mining. You could just look for specific resources you want to build that beacon you want to basically you can do anything you want you can find a stronghold without using ender pearls just it's limitless the things you can open up it's a blank canvas 
you could go into creative mode and just do whatever you want. And one thing that I think was really influential for this game is the thousands of servers that are available for you to play. You can just find an IP address and you can log on to a server and these servers can have mods that completely change the game. You could have player versus player servers. You could have just random creative servers. There's just so much you can do with this game. And then on top of that, you have maps that you can play that are adventure maps or puzzle maps. And you can play them with friends or you can play them alone. And it just tests your skills. And I think this is what attracts people. Just the end, truly endless possibilities. The only limited to the possibilities is your imagination. And I think mm -hmm. because it's such a simple game, there is quote-unquote a story you go and slay the ender dragon there's still just so much more you can do like you said going online finding different servers i remember when the hunger games first came out how <laughs> popular and the big craze that came there that's when the original battle royale started the minecraft battle royale but there was also a lot of different servers where they had almost like an economy set up so you Pick what district you wanted. Say you went to District 12 and you were the coal mining, that you would actually go mine coal and you would trade coal for like currency that that game had. Obviously, there's really no currency. Yes, there's emeralds to trade the villagers, but there's really no currency in Minecraft. It's just one of those mods that you can add to it. And one of, I think, playing this game, as I mentioned a little earlier, everyone's always proud of their like dirt hut building they ever made well we have a little bit of an experience on that oh man i hate this story because i because <laughs> it just pains me so we created a new world that was just going to be just for us we named it pizzilla it was when we i want to say first got really into minecraft and we started building bases and we started like adding our own little touches i still build a straight dirt hut i had there was no current it was literally a dirt square i think it was maybe 12 blocks high it was a it was a pretty large square and then i i cleared out the surrounding area flattened out the land about three or four blocks all around my area so i had a lot of dirt so that's how i build my house and at the time, I didn't really know about, like, the blast resistances. So when the creepers would come and you tried to fight them, but you always know how sometimes they still explode even though you swear you're not within its range. It still blows up anyways. I would always like, why does half my house blow up? Well, it's because you made it out of dirt, no mouse. And I didn't realize that. And so every time a creeper would blow up, Luckily, because I cleared out the entire area around my house, I had an endless supply of dirt. I basically had a full chest of 64 stack of dirt that I could go and patch up every single time a fucking creeper would come and blow up my house. Oh, that was really annoying. But it was also one of the, our first ever created worlds, and I remember spending just so much time on that. And then always when we would first start out, when nighttime would come, dig a two-by-two two hole, block off the entrance, and just wait the six minutes or however long I forget nighttime is. It's like six or eight minutes, right? Yeah, I think it's like eight, 
either eight or seven and a half, something along those lines. Something like that. So I would always just dig, put a cover, and I never went out at night. It was way too scary for me when I first started. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time beds were a thing. So we didn't know how to skip nighttime. We just kind of, you know, just left Waited it running. Waited it out. Walked away, had a had a snack or something, and we just kind of waited it out. So stupid, looking back at it. And the reason why it's like a sad memory for us is this, I think our first, this was still in the beta, so mm-hmm. before the official release. This was back when we built everything legit. Mods, no nothing, creative mode. So we just built our base, or I built my base, he built his base a little a little ways away, and we saved up enough iron that we made a railway all the way to each other's base so we could just go boom, boom, right back. Well, then we finally decide, we're like, all right, it's time to go explore the nether. We created another portal, we lit it up, crash. The whole world just gone. Well, it's not really gone. I don't know if you still have the save file, but it's corrupted to the point where we can't even log on anymore. <laughs> yeah. The Nether destroyed that game, that world. It was very unfortunate because we were so excited about going to the Nether. And the moment we loaded up, like, uh, ignited the Nether portal, and I think we may have tried to go in. Right when we did that, it crashed. And I assume it's because the game was still in beta and they had its bugs. But to this day, we don't really know the, the answer to that. It may have been something random, just pure coincidence pure coincidence but it it ruined it and the only thing we can contribute it to is the nether which was unfortunate because that kept us from going to the nether for so long (laughs) we were always scared to go in because thinking it was going to crash our game every single time and then one thing if you played during the beta you may know is there was no running there was no hunger there was no like I don't know, delaying the combat thingy, you could just spam, like, to kill the zombies. It was a fairly, it was a much simpler, simpler time, and, like, looking back, it's like, how did we just walk everywhere? Yeah, when we didn't have sprinting. Oh, my gosh. I sprint everywhere in the game. With the, with that whole no hunger bar and spam swinging and stuff, I don't mind the hunger. I think the hunger was a good touch, but I'm not a very strategic player when it comes to Minecraft. So one of my biggest complaints is the time delay for attacking. I don't really like that they added this time delay because when I play Minecraft, I'm playing to just kind of chill and relax and build and explore and occasionally kill mobs here and there. And I don't think the fighting system needed to have a little more complexity to it because this adds more strategy to the game but I personally don't see Minecraft as a very strategic game unless you're referring to like player versus player servers where you want strategy because you don't want someone to just spam the shit out of you and kill you so I think it would have been nice if Minecraft added uh, a little bit of a toggle system so you could either toggle the delay on or off but that's just me personally I don't I just don't care for the the time delay but other people might because it adds a little more complexity and some people like that but i don't think 
Minecraft is a game that needs that type of addition to the game. With that being said, we can talk about a little bit of things that we would like to see in the game. And because the game is already very good, but I think there are still a few things that would just add a little bit to the game. One of my major things I want with the game is it's called the Aether. Now, if you played Minecraft for a while, you know there was the Aether mod. And it was probably one of the most popular mods Minecraft really ever had. Don't get me wrong, I love the Nether. It was always fun to go and explore the Nether. And finally, like I said, after 10 years, they finally updated the Nether to... I think the whole purpose for this Nether update was that you could theoretically live in the Nether mm -hmm. without ever having to leave now. And yeah. so that's I love that they finally did that because as I was kind of talking about how Josh was the base builder type, I'm definitely more the explorer type. I love going, exploring, looking at different things and picking up a few items from here and there that are only specific to a certain biome. And then when I create my base, I have all these little trinkets and stuff from all these, all the, all over the world, basically, in my home. So I always love exploring, finding out new things. So when they updated the nether, I'm really excited to go and actually explore it and see if you can actually make like a nether base now. But one thing I wanted is the aether, which is basically how... Joshua said the nether is hell, either I guess would be heaven. It's you make it out of glowstone instead of obsidian, and instead of lighting it, you put a water bucket in there, and then you go up, and it's more of this world that has floating islands and new mobs that can fly and new items to craft and just new places to explore, and it was just a nice version like another world you can go up to because if you think about it we have the overworld which is the main world the nether the end and then is is the place after you beat the dragon still called the end or what's that place called oh hold on so i think i don't know if they changed the name or if it's just called the end i don't know um because they added a new update to where now instead of when you defeat the Ender Dragon, instead of just going back to the overworld, you can go deeper into, and that's where you can find like shulkers and the Elytra, so you can like fly around and stuff. And new fortresses, which was a great new update. It's like, cool, you added this, but you still didn't update the nether. They had a little updates here and there with like the nether fortress, nether warts, and all that stuff. But they never had such a big overhaul until now. Um, they called it the Outer Islands. The Outer Islands. I guess. Yeah. I've never actually been there. I personally would love to see the Aether. Yeah, I agree. The Aether mod was a really great mod, and it was one of the first ones I think we actually downloaded. I agree with you. Like, since the beginning of the game, the Nether really didn't have a rival. There was no, no counterpart. And... Now we have the end, which I guess is sort of like the Aether, but to me, the end more feels like a purgatory. If you're comparing the Nether to Hell, the end would be purgatory. And we need that heaven counterpart because the Aether was a bright, vibrant world, and it, it was floating, similar to the end. 
I just I loved how bright it was and it was welcoming even though a lot of things tried to kill you still but it was just a great mod and I think it would add a lot to the game if they added something similar to it and one last thing I would like to see Minecraft add I forget what specifically this mod is called but they have it to where if you only eat bread or only a certain type of food which I feel like a lot of Minecraft players do they either get only bread or only steak because it fills the most hunger basically with this mod if you only ate bread how much hunger it would give you will slowly start to deplete because you're eating it so much to the point where you'll actually get the like hunger poison whatever the rotten food effect on you and you can't really eat that food for a while but if you eat like bread for a little bit and then change to steak or change to carrots something along those lines then you can keep up your whatever the hunger filling so you had to have like a diet i think if we if they implemented that or a reason to eat other food instead of because no one i know like holds on to carrots because that only fills like (laughs) half a hunger bar but people still would farm them just to create like a farm but i think with this implementation you would actually have much more reason to have an expansive farm so it could create more possibilities i just think it would be a a nice little like tweak to the whole Mm -hmm. survival aspect yeah i agree that would be definitely a very interesting tweak i think it would something that would kind of need to be toggleable for people who don't want such a complex gameplay but I think that would be a very interesting tweak because it would add that complexity to the hunger system. And one thing that I think that Minecraft is doing really well lately in terms of adding things people want is that they're kind of taking advice from old mods. So recently they've been adding a lot of creatures, new mobs to the games like foxes and pandas and they added horses and dolphins and things like that. And that became really popular from a mod that was called Mo Creatures. This added a huge assortment, a huge assortment of mobs. And these updates that they're adding are basically adding those. And it was actually confirmed from Minecraft that the horse was taken from Mo Creatures. Like they looked at the horse model and they liked it, so they added it to the game which I think is really cool that they took that feedback from fans and included it. But the one thing I want to see added, which it sort of already is added, just at a lesser degree, is the colored wood mod and biome mod. I forget what the wood mod was called. I couldn't really find much on it. But the Biomes of Plenty mod was one of my favorite mods. Like we already addressed before, I was a base builder, and I liked the diversity of the different colors woods and blocks and the biomes of plenty added a huge assortment of biomes along with new trees and new colors and the leaves were different the bark was different and it just added these these pops of color throughout the world and i think it was a really nice thing to add and you could argue today that they're kind of doing that because they have added a huge assortment of biomes but the tree variations aren't that large and there isn't a whole lot of tree colors 
So with biomes of plenty, it added different size trees and different shapes. And it was just very different than the world of Minecraft we would see normally. I enjoyed the biomes of plenty mod as well. Like I said earlier, I was I'm the exploration type. I love seeing new stuff. So when you would download the biomes of plenty mod, it was always fun to go and explore the new biomes and see what they added and see what's so special about each specific biome. Although you have to be careful because the biomes of plenty mod it didn't it would slow down your computer mm -hmm. if, if it couldn't keep up with it because. It did add so many new things, and mm -hmm. with the randomly randomly generated map, you never know what kind of biomes you would get. So it could slow down your computer a little bit when you would enter a new biome. And one thing with the most creature mod, was that when we got also like new, I guess, what are they called? Like the aggressive mobs, the mm -hmm. like ogres and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass. Yo, ogres were freaking scary when you didn't know where they were coming from, and they, they just, like, slammed down, and you would fling 5,000 blocks away, cause, and you're like, mm -hmm. what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, that was always terrifying. That made me go back to the old days of building a dirt hut and hiding in the ground at night. <laughs> that was until, terrifying. Until an ogre comes and destroys it in one hit. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that was some of the things we did like about the game. Uh, and I, it might be interesting to talk about some things we didn't like about it, some things that we think maybe it, we could do without. So don't get me wrong. Minecraft has come a long way. And like you said previously, they do listen to the community as like all those popular mods. They're kind of slowly implementing them. But one thing I wish they would work on... and. With it being a randomly generated map, I don't know how hard it is to do this. So I may just be nitpicking at this point. But they've been working on this, quote-unquote, for years. It's trying to make the randomly generated biomes be similar to each other based on, like, temperature. Is the best way to do it. So I don't know if... I'm sure everyone's experienced it where you're in a desert and the next thing you know, you're in a taiga, which is like a snow biome. Two opposites, like temperature-wise. One can be really hot and one's really cold, theoretically. Anyways, they've been working on this for years of trying to slowly get it better to where if you're in the desert, you'd slowly go into like the beach area or maybe into a forest and then into the snow biome. So it wouldn't be so drastic of a change going from the desert to the taiga. And like I said, with it being randomly generated, I don't know how hard it is. I could be talking out my ass just because this is something I want to see. But if it's able to happen, I would like to see it. Just so then you kind of know if you're exploring, like I often do, if you're looking for a specific biome, it would be easier to narrow down because you could be like, oh, I'm going from the desert to a jungle because it's and then to a forest to get to the snow biome so i know which way i'm heading is the correct way then if i'm just like randomly exploring then i'm like oh hey look i found the flower biome oh hey mm -hmm. i found the desert i found the ice caverns or whatever i just think it would help it to be a little easier to navigate right and with that i would actually agree the like you said you could go to a desert and then 
just across the ocean there's an ice spike biome and it doesn't make it doesn't feel natural in some scenarios i think that they probably still do work on this to try to make it the most effective that it could be i don't know how easy it is like you said it is random and with the noise map they try to use they use a perlin noise map while creating the game like generating it and perlin noise typically t attempts to smooth out randomness so it doesn't go from those harsh spikes but with that being said since it is a noise map there are going to be those hard spikes and i don't know if they're if it's possible like maybe they already did tweak it so it's more natural but it may have been that when they made it more natural it made it less random feeling or maybe it caused too much predictability but i'm also assuming this i have no idea if that's the reason why it hasn't been perfected or maybe they just don't feel that it's necessary to make it so perfect but i would agree i would like it to be a little more predictable because like you said when you're moving from a desert to a taiga it just feels weird when you're going from a place that has cactus to all of a sudden a place <laughs> that's snowing. So it's kind of weird. But one thing I don't like that I already mentioned above is the combat system. I won't go into it again because I already addressed it. But I just feel like the combat system is a little too complex for the game that I don't think is really necessary. One thing also wanted to add since we talked about basically i guess game itself which is what we're supposed to be discussing but one thing we mentioned a little earlier were adventure maps so if you for some reason have never played minecraft but there's a thing called adventure maps that you can download these worlds and it's amazing what people can create so adventure maps are exactly what they are it's for a person who maybe likes the rpg style a little more it's a lot definite more like you start here you have an objective you do this to get to the next objective you do this and there's a way to win at the end so this is more for someone who is maybe a little tired of vanilla minecraft or maybe just want a little break from vanilla minecraft there are adventure maps and i forget what this adventure map was called it's this puzzle map that required three people and me Joshua and Taylor we all played this and it was probably the best adventure map I've ever played it was just so much fun to play with your friends especially because it was an adventure puzzle map there were certain stages where you had to figure out a code or you had to, all three of you had to work together to unlock something like one person had to step on this blue block that would open up a way for player two, let's say, to step on this red block, which would open up a way for player three to go and go through the door and unlock it so player one and two can both go in. So it was a very cooperative way, and it was just so much fun that there's just so many different endless possibilities you can create with Minecraft. So if you get bored from vanilla Minecraft or you want to take a break from just mining and building and stuff like that there are so many other things you can explore adventure maps are very fun if you want to if you're more the single player or you want to test your wits on survival maps like skyblocks i'm sure everyone is 
heard of at least once. I know we've played Skyblock so many times, even with mm-hmm. all three of us. That's pretty fun. There's the PvP servers, like the Hunger Games servers. There's so many different servers you can do. There are servers that are just like for games, like mini games. It's just insane of all the different possibilities you can create in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just this community and these creative people who are able to get these people together for servers and adventure maps. They're just adding so much to the game that was that is it just adds on to the value of the base game. Because the base game is great. It worked. That's why it's so successful even to this day. But then this just adds a little more complexity and it just gives you a break from the normal game. So you can go to a server and it feels like you're playing a brand new game. And that is why we think that Minecraft has such a successful formula and why it'll probably still be popular for another maybe even 10 years or more. Because it it does have its up and down, like people stop playing and then they'll come back years later and they'll be like, wow, I don't know why I stopped playing this game and they start playing again. It just is so easy to walk away and come back to and not miss a thing. It's like riding a bike. You just don't forget how to play this game. Even with all the updates, it is still the same game. Okay, and that sums up why we think Minecraft is so successful and some of the features that we really enjoyed about the game. And I have some facts to sign us off on. So Minecraft was originally called the cave game, which is just, it's a fun little fact that's very different than the name that they decided to go with, which is Minecraft. But I think Minecraft fits it a little more because it's not solely about cave diving anymore. You mine and you build, you create. So I think Minecraft is a much more appropriate name than the cave game. Although the cave game is kind of catchy. I think Minecraft kind of <laughs> flips off the tongue a little easier than Agreed. the cave game. Hey, have you played the cave game? <laughs> yeah, I would agree. It's a little more refined, Minecraft is. Uh, and according to an interview from Notch, the creeper was actually an accident. He didn't have any modeling software at the time, so he had to program the mobs from scratch. So in an attempt to code a pig into the game, he actually swapped the height and the length while co- while coding it. So instead of making a pig, he created this tall monstrosity with four little legs underneath it. And he kind of looked at it and was like, that's definitely not a pig, but I kind of like what's going on with it. So from there, the creeper was born. That's not a pig. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's, it's kind of a fun little fact I didn't know about until a few days ago. And back in the early stages of Minecraft, the squid, when they added it to the game, was based off of cow behavior. Like the, the behavior of the squid itself used the same behavior as a cow. So if a player went up to a squid with a bucket and right-clicked him, it would actually milk the squid. You would get milk from it. Which Wait. was kind of strange to me. But, and it took a while, I guess, for them to actually remove it. They just kind of left it for a while. They probably forgot about it. (laughs) Probably. They really didn't care. People probably loved it so much. 
who's going trying to go hmm, you know what i'm gonna go milk that squid right just that's a fun little fact i thought that was hilarious also since this game has been out for so long and if you want a more visual representation of all the different updates that have gone through there is a 10 year anniversary map minecraft has just google minecraft 10 year anniversary map and you can easily go and download it we've already gone and explored it and honestly if you have like an hour to go and explore it i highly recommend it Mm -hmm. it is such a beautiful world it gives credit to like everyone that's ever worked on minecraft there's some parkour in it there's a little bit of everything and it just kind of goes through the whole history of minecraft so if you more of a visual representation of it i would highly recommend going and downloading that map and just spend some time relax and enjoy the scene mm-hmm. and there's a lot of little hidden easter eggs in there like minecraft easter eggs that are really fun and like you said you just go through and it'll go it'll walk you through each update of the game and what they added and it's just very cool to go through so i highly recommend it as well and it's just relaxing So if you have any recommendations, questions, concerns, or you just want to tell us about your Minecraft experience and what you dislike or like about the game, please let us know and feel free to tell us what we may have missed if there's any key parts that you think are more influential. And please feel free to follow us on Instagram where we'll post updates on our shows and when they're up. And we will also be posting random facts about all the shows that we have done. So follow us at Weebspawn on Instagram. And if any of you tweeters are out there, you can also follow us on Twitter as well. I'm not sure entirely what we're going to be posting on Twitter, but you know, you never know. It's Twitter. Anything can kind of go there. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you next time when we Weebspawn. Boop.